0: So this is Ian Garlick, Dow of Inbound, and I've got with me the amazing, unfathomable <laughs> Corey Snyder. Uh, Corey and I have been working together for a while now. Uh, he works with us at Authentic Web, helping us help our clients do inbound marketing. Uh, Corey's an awesome guy, and I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about himself.
1: So I'm Corey Snyder, I've been with Infusionsoft for about six and a half years, um, entre- entrepreneur background, um, pretty much everybody in my family, um, my mom, my sister, my aunt, my have owned some type of um, business at one point in their time and at one point in their life, and um, I saw it as a, what better way to go into business for myself than going into business f- with a company that actually loves and is looking to help small businesses so i've been here for about six and a half years again i work directly with uh, certified partners like IN. Um, really just spread the word and spread the opportunity for small businesses to take advantage of something that really is going to change the lives and the worlds for small businesses awesome
0: yeah it, i mean that's one of the reasons i love working with infusionsoft it's not just the software it's people like you um it because it, you know, we're, I'm interviewing Corey right now at Icon 2015, and all the stories of how small businesses change people's lives—it's amazing. And the, the cool part about small business is not only it allows you to change your life, it allows you to change other people's lives as well. Um, tell me a little bit about
1: your life. <laughs> well, I'm—I've been married for going on 12 years. I have five kids. I have three girls, a boy, and we just had our daughter. She's three weeks old. Um, We got lucky. She doesn't cry. She sleeps about four or five hours at a time. So um, we we definitely got lucky there. I have um, a desire to definitely um, to push the boundaries of myself and do a little bit more um, public speaking and and really figure out what, um, what can I bring to the world of small businesses as well, outside of Infusionsoft. So pushing those boundaries as well every day. And why do you feel it's important to push your boundaries and to push yourself? That's a good question. We, so in, um, the best way to explain it is this we will not grow unless you challenge yourself. You know, failure is a trickster. And what, so if we just go to that one point, if we just figure out what that is that we're trying to accomplish and we fall short, Do we just give up or quit? There's not anybody in the world that's achieved their dreams by quitting. So if I don't push myself or try to understand what am I good at, what am I successful at, what am I trying to accomplish, then there's no way that I can be successful. And I have to push those limits. I have to figure out, one, what am I good at and what am I not so good at? What am I passionate about? What am I not passionate about? And until I understand those things, then I can't become who I want to become. I can't open up the doors of opportunity. Tell me a little bit about some of the other people that you've helped and some of the things you've
0: seen, some of the people you've seen grow uh, through using inbound marketing and being their own business person.
1: Yeah, most recently I can give you an example of just the group of certified partners that I work with. As I, as I help um, work with them, I, I manage about 38 partners in the US and Canada. And I've had the opportunity to work with these partners over the last eight months. When I took over this specific territory, it was averaging about 35 to 40 sales a month. And last month we did 95. And is it because of me? Not necessarily. But it's because there's an individual that this person has, that certified partner has, to bounce ideas off of, right? I live in the small business world. I see it every day. I talk to small businesses every day. I've done it for the last six and a half years. I know what struggles that they go through. I know what marketing pieces that they need to use, right? And as a small business owner like yourself, at Authentic Web and the conversations that we've had, it's been about different ideas of of inbound marketing and lead capture. What's working, what's not working, but what's working in one industry may not work in your industry. And it's having those conversations back and forth. It's having, I hate the word accountability because it's always taken as a negative connotation, but it's an accountability partner, right? Somebody that you can have that conversation with to say, Here's what I'm trying, what do you think? And being able to think outside the box. I'm not stuck in the trees, so I can see the forest. Right, and that that whole analogy. And so that's been one of the biggest um, opportunities I've had. Outside of that, just looking at it, it from a leadership opportunity, I've had the chance to mentor hundreds of people in my career at Infusionsoft. And the thing, I've learned more from them than they have from me. And that allows me to help others. And again, it's based on those challenging and those opportunities, but you have, to see, you, have to see, you have to try to see where they are and what they are. And more importantly, it doesn't matter if you have the opportunity if you're not prepared for it. So that's, so. In, in that sense, I've had a chance to really influence over 150 to 200 partners. Just based on the conversations I've had with each one of them, I've been able to help each one of those businesses in one, one, one way, shape, or form. Um,
0: so when it comes back to that flexibility and we talked in previous episodes about marketing and, and running your business uh, with fluidity, being fluid and being willing to move with it, but constantly moving. and the idea that you know a running river will wear down any rock. Mm-hmm. and um, you know why do you feel that flexibility is so important?
1: <clears throat> well, I think we call it as one of our core values. I think we call it innovate and constantly improve. And, and it's similar to what, what you mean by the constant movement. And, and it's the same concept as um, if, you're standing, if you're a business owner and standing still, you're standing on a, you're standing on a, uh, a treadmill that's always moving backward or an escalator that's moving backwards. You're ne- you, unless you're moving forward, you're always moving backwards, right? For us, innovate and constantly improve means that, okay, great, this is working, but what are those potential pitfalls six months from now? Because if we don't see what those pitfalls are, we're going to run into them. Right? and we're going to fall into them. And so it's always thinking, okay, great, this is good, but what's going to happen or what could potentially happen and you're preparing for those things? They may never happen, but you're going to be a better business owner, you're going to be a better entrepreneur, and you're going to be better prepared for that opportunity, whether that that opportunity is good or bad, if that answers your question.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, another thing, how do you feel... you? become more prepared? What are some things that you do, some of the actions that
1: you do to become more prepared? That's a great question. So what I've learned about myself is a couple things. Um, I've had an opportunity to go hunting twice. And in my first hunting opportunity, I realized how unprepared I was. And when given the opportunity, um, I didn't know my equipment well enough. I didn't know my distances well enough. I didn't know the area well enough. And so what I realized is what are or oh, in addition to that, when we actually went hunting and um, my quad got a flat tire, I didn't have sealant to fill it up. My hunting buddy did. So that was an example. I would have never thought I would have gotten a flat tire. I wasn't thinking outside the box. I wasn't thinking about what were the potential opportunities, potential problems that I might run into, right? So as we prepare for those different things, whether it's positive or negative, if I prepare for a leadership opportunity, I need to look at what other leaders are doing. How did they prepare? I need, I need to take their knowledge and ask them for guidance and direction. I need to figure out what are my shortcomings, what, what do I bring to the table that's, that's amazing and what, what could I work on? And then I need to write that list down because until I write it down, I don't, I don't really, I'll never remember it. I'm too ADD, I'm too all over the place. So until I write it down and I can understand, okay, this is my focus, this is what I'm working on, this is what my preparation is, I'm gonna be 90% away there where I can make up that other 10% if given the opportunity.
0: Awesome. Do you feel that you would've learned that stuff, the hunting, if you would've just tried to prepare, or do you feel like really
1: getting out there and doing it is what made you learn? <clears throat> yeah, so, well, I learned a couple things about myself, in that, and I think this is something we have to ask ourselves all the time is it, I, I don't think it would've mattered how prepared I was for that situation. It ultimately came down to what I was passionate about. I, I maybe I thought it was easy. I don't know. Maybe I was going into it saying, nah, "I'm gonna get, I'm gonna harvest this animal. It's it's gonna happen, right?" And I was arrogant, and I think the arrogance allowed me to um, not prepare or take the time and energy to prepare. And so, um, was I passionate about going hunting? Heck, yeah, I wanted to go. I wanted to go shoot my bow, right? And I'm all excited. But was I prepared for what? Did I do the studying? Did I watch videos? Did I see what other people were doing? Did I? What happens if I do get the animal? What next, right? I wasn't even prepared for that. But it came down to the fact that I wasn't passionate enough. Um, it, why do I stop halfway up the mountain? Because I'm not willing to give all it takes. Right? You have to be willing to give everything it takes. And once you realize what that is, at that point you can start you can start figuring out, okay, how far do I need to take this? Or once you figure out what that baseline is, you can set, you can realize to yourself, I really don't want that, so I need to quit wasting energy on it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's that's such an important idea that people are looking for the perfect solution or the perfect thing that they're passionate about. And the only way you're going to find out is so you get out there mm-hmm. and do it and do something. And sometimes you'll find out, hey, this isn't working. Let me do something else. Um, so... Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about real quick, and how we're doing on time. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, is you you <clears throat> listen to audiobooks, right? I do. It's. Uh, I'm not a big. I'm not a big reader. My my focus, my attention span is short. <laughs> so, how many audiobooks have you listened to? I've probably in the last six months. I've probably listened to five of them. Okay. It's about a twenty-minute drive to work and back. So, awesome. Yeah. What? Which ones have you listened to? Um, I've listened to uh, "Killing Christ," which was, or "Killing Jesus," which I th- think was by, um, which is probably my favorite one so far. I'm not a, um, I'm a not a fiction kind of guy. Uh huh. Very much nonfiction. Yeah. Um, so I've re- I've read um, "Killing Jesus." I've read um, "Simon Sinek starts with why," uh, "Good to Great." I'm in the process of reading. I'm also in the process of reading um, Stuart Scott's new book, uh, which is about his fight with cancer, um, and some other religious books that I've had a chance to read. Awesome.
0: How do you feel that those affect your day, listening to those audiobooks versus listening to music?
1: So, again, something else I've learned over the last couple months about myself, right, is I get, well, I always I knew this, but I get bored easily when I'm not passionate about it. When I, when, I don't, when I don't tell myself, what do I want to get out of this, right? And so I started, um, as I started to kind of test those boundaries of myself and what I'm wanting to accomplish and doing videos and uh, really putting myself out there, I started listening to them with different intent, right? Whereas killing, uh, killing uh, Jesus had me so, um, so interested in it because the history and the religious people... <coughs> I was trying to hold that off. No, you're good. The religious um, information behind it, and that's what had me just very interested. And I'm going to probably go through and I'm going to read the Killing Abraham and Killing Lincoln um, or Killing Lincoln and Killing Kennedy. And what I realized is that when I was reading Simon Sinek's book, that probably took me three weeks to listen to. Even though the Simon Sinek's book starts with why. Even though it was very interesting, I didn't realize what I wanted out of it. And until I wanted out of it, I didn't realize it. So now as I'm listening to these books, I'm putting on my notes, right? I'm putting on my, on my iPhone on my notes, I'm putting different things I'd like to create a video on and talk to people about. Right? I'm able to digest it and um, internalize it completely different than the way that I did before. And that's, that's what I'm getting out of these books is, why am, I, why am I even bothering listening? Why do I want to listen to some music on the way to work? What's the point, right? And so now I just ask myself, what do I want to get out of it? If I start, if I get in my car and the book starts and I, and I make the decision, do I turn on music or do I keep listening to the book? I need to, re- I need to figure out what am I trying to accomplish? Who do I want to be? And does this book help me add a piece to that puzzle? Awesome. So to
0: finalize this, um, you know, uh, going forward and you deal with so many Businesses and businesses that help small businesses. What are the three biggest action items you would tell people nowadays to do if they're thinking about starting a business, or they're kind of marketing but not doing it, or the,
1: you know, or they really just want to take it to the next level? Well, it's a, the first one, which is, I'll say, it's just starting a business is probably one of the hardest ones, which is you have to commit. And you talk to any entrepreneur, and, and I don't. And I haven't talked to one that said they worked a full-time job while building their business. It was, they had to fully commit to it. And until they fully committed to it and took the risk, you know, you listen to Infusionsoft's story and, and many of these other stories, right? They fully committed to it. And it was hard, some tough years, but it was worth it. They learned something from it, right? That's one, taking a business and um, taking it to the next level, right? You have to figure out what, were your, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? And you need to realize that you don't know everything. And until you realize that and you realize there are people that do know these different areas that you can reach out to that are more than willing to help, you won't be successful. Um, And then three, obviously marketing is huge. It's very important. So I'm gonna say automation. Even though automation is a very, very vague term, you need to look at your processes, first and foremost, internally. What things if I'm doing something more than two or three times, I need to automate it. One. Two, I need to automate my marketing out to my prospects. What is my what does my uh, inbound automation marketing look like? What does my education look like? What is, you know, da 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 which obviously you you are an expert in that industry and you can help that so are some of our other certified partners. So those three things, the the last one, automation, is gonna be key once you can figure out I'm not an expert in this, I need, ex- I, need in- I need information on this," once you've gone full-born, fully committed to it, now you're more willing to take on the additional um, education, if you want to call it that, of learning what automation means. Awesome. Um,
0: people hear automation and if they're not doing it, if they're not, have never done it, they think, well, it takes the personal touch out of what I do. And
1: do you feel that's the case? Absolutely not. Well, again, again, it's all about how what kind of in, what your intentions are, right? If my intentions of automating, let's say my marketing, are to better serve my prospects and customers, Those, that's my intentions. My intentions aren't to send them a bunch of newsletters. That's automation to me. Auto, that's automation to many people. Automation to me, though, is a very personal and visceral connection with that person. If I re- if I send them, if they download a white paper of mine, I am not serving that person the way they need to be, de- the way they need to be served, by not sending them out an email thanking them for reading my ebook or white paper. But that's what happens every day, all day, is they go and they download the white paper and they get a newsletter every single morning. I delete twenty five every morning. So what are you doing to create a personal, visceral connection with the people? If, if you download my white paper and I send you an email the very next day that says, Hey, Ian, thank you for taking a look at my white paper on top 10 mistakes people make in marriage. I would love to connect with you today to find out what some of those struggles that you're having in your marriage and see if there's anything I can help with. Here's my schedule. Go ahead and throw it on the calendar. we we'll look forward to talking with you. Did I just take the personal touch out of it? Absolutely not, right? If anything, I added personal touch. But what I did was... I told that person that they were more than somebody on my list. They are somebody important to me. And now I can better serve that prospect and customer moving forward.
0: Awesome. Thanks a lot, Corey. No I problem. really appreciate it. Thanks for it. having me. it's well, awesome to have you on here. Uh, be on the lookout for more podcasts with Corey. He's talking about writing a book, and he's got some cool videos that he might share if you ask him. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks.